It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You said something during the breakout that just really, really resonated with me. The reaction, while awesome, right, it was it was so much fun to see. It just guys have been in this league for such a long time. You know, LeBron and AD and Russ, they've just been around for such a long time. And DeAndre Jordan and Melo and all that. They're just old, old guys that have seen everything, done everything that there is to do in this league. And the way that they were so fired up to to see Austin Reeves knock down, the, it was really, really fun. But what I didn't hear was, I think, telling, which was, look, that was awesome. It was an incredible shot. What did he make? Five out of six threes. Just a great night by Austin Reeves. We needed every last one of those buckets. Great job by him, but this game never should have been that close. We we have to do better. We have to make better decisions on offense. We have to get better looks. We need to move the ball more. I didn't hear any of that stuff. It just it just wasn't there because I, I want to flip this on its head for a second. And, okay. and I, I know I'm already seeing I'm the wet blanket. I'm the guy that doesn't, you know, doesn't like nice things. I get it. But I just want you to imagine if the Mavs had a team that had Luka Doncic, Dirk Nowitzki, and Jason Kidd playing against a team that did not have LeBron James on the court and was playing their best player was, I don't know, Wayne Ellington, okay, and some unbeaten, some undrafted rookie threw in a game to beat them. Would you feel like they did anything? No. No. It, it, was, it was a cool moment that's disguising another terrible performance from that team. And, and I, I get it. It was fun. I, I jumped out of my seat, too. I pumped my fist when it went through the basket because I was – and by the way, how that wasn't a four-point play, I don't know. He got tackled on the shot. I still don't know how that's not a foul. But they didn't play well. Dallas on their best day is average. Luca wasn't there. You had all your guys. I know that you had some guys, Monk and, and Dwight and THT, were in the protocol. I get all of that. I get all of that. But you had LeBron. You had Russell Westbrook. You had AD. They all played 40 minutes or more. AD had 39. And you needed Austin Reeves to make five out of six from behind the line to beat Dallas? And this is – we're going to throw a party? Really? I'm just completely confused here. So uh, – this happens in the NBA. Bad losses happen in the NBA. There was a game a couple weeks ago, maybe even less than that. Um, the Warriors. Warriors lost to the San Antonio Spurs. They lost uh, at home, I think. Okay, it happens. The problem with the Lakers, it's happening often, right? You're you're playing in again. You're playing close games against bad teams all the time. This isn't. You know, that's the difference with this. The difference is, um, you, you go, Trev, every single night. Go look at the NBA scores. You're going to have a team that should have won, sure. who lost, or a of team course. that is supposed to win that barely grinds one out in overtime. That's going to happen. So the difference for the Lakers is just happens all the time. Like this is not the, um, this is the this is more the common theme, not an outlier. It's you have close games against bad teams or one player, a key player is missing from a team and you have a close game. And and you're right about that, that there isn't this maybe internally they're having those. Maybe LeBron is saying, fellas, we keep this up. 
we are not going anywhere this year. Like maybe those are happening inside the locker room, but it just doesn't happen in front of the media or in front of us or I, anything along those may, lines. Maybe, maybe. But uh, just let me let me interrupt you real quick. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that shot rims out and Dallas scores on the next position. How about Ellington just doesn't hit the that, three? That, that's what I mean. I mean what, yep. what is the conversation we're having today? Because this wasn't both teams played great and someone else knocked it down at the end to beat you. This was one team was missing its best player. The other yep. team had its best players and could barely keep the game in, in mm-hmm. reach for a couple of different times. And they, they get a couple of big baskets at the end. But if, if that thing goes the other way, if that shot rims out, what are mm-hmm. we talking about this morning? A terrible fourth quarter by the Lakers. A terrible fourth quarter. So, so where they got terrible shots. How many, mm-hmm. how many air balls did they have in, the, in just the fourth quarter? I think they four? had seven total, period. Yeah, I think there were seven four total. in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. It was mm-hmm. extraordinarily bad basketball masked by a couple of big shots. But, but isn't this fair? What you and I are doing right now this morning is the right way to break down this game. You know what I mean? That as as in Sports Center is going to show the highlights, and that's going to happen. Like that's hey, Lakers won. They're sixteen and thirteen. They've won six of eight. They've they've won three in a row. Austin Reeves undrafted. They win the game. And I think the you know you and I didn't just the mics just turned on and we just started saying, look at this squad. Look yeah. where they're sitting now. How about this performance? The, another win on the road. Like, that's not what we're doing because that's not that's not the right way to do it. They got lucky yesterday. And, you know, I think the question from here is going to be, um, do they improve their play or they just – this is the team that they are. So far, 29 games in, it's very difficult for them – for me to make an argument that this is going to be different because – We've seen it 29 times already this year with LeBron in the lineup, without LeBron in the lineup. Obviously, you want you want to have LeBron there, but this wasn't. They they blew out the Oklahoma City Thunder. They blew out the Orlando Magic. They were supposed to, and then you know this last one against the Mavs. At one point, they went up 12, right, very very early in the second quarter. And before yeah. you know it, Mavs going to 15 nothing run, yeah. <laughs> and it's a game the rest of the way. Yeah, it's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. The Laker fans want to get in with a little straight talk as well. Let's see. Let's go to Los Feliz and Matthew. Matthew, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, guys. Yeah, um, I actually think it is something. And um, this is a little bit of outside perspective. I'm a Warriors fan of um, living down here, but I love LeBron James and I respect the Lakers. Let, how many teams have won six of eight? Uh, I wonder if we went through this the uh, the season. Uh, I'd throw that out there. I'd also throw out there that um, uh, LeBron gets his teams together like this. And I think I think the emotion. Hey, the Warriors would have celebrated that. Believe me, there's joy on the Warriors and and the the Lakers doing that. I think that's going to be bigger than you think. You're right. There's some problems. But watch watch LeBron figure it out. Watch Russ be the guy that they wanted to get, which was a guy, in my opinion, who could come in and be LeBron when LeBron's out. I know people are down on Russ. And AD is trying to find himself again. But in the end, I think the Lakers will be playing deep into the postseason uh, you can quote me on that, and they're going to be a scary team. All right, Matthew, let me jump in there. You, you bring up some interesting points. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple of things. I have no problem with the celebration. That's I, I'm glad they celebrated. I think mm-hmm. it was 
kind of like a, a release valve, some blowing off some steam. Like finally something plus, went plus our who way. it was, right? Absolutely. Like that, that yeah, if that were Carmelo it. or LeBron or something, it would be there. Would have been a celebration. Don't get me wrong, but but been was, there, done that. Yeah, it was elevated because it was Austin Reeves. And by mm-hmm. the way, who had a great night? Five out of six from behind the line. He was terrific. So I, I have no problem with the celebration, but I would have liked to have seen it mixed with a little bit. Hey, listen, we dodged a bullet right there. We got to do better. Thank God Austin Reeves made that shot and. Mm-hmm. and you know, saved our ass because that was not a good performance. We need to do better. Thank goodness he was there. I'm okay with the celebration. But now what have I said from literally game one right up until this point about this team? I'm far less interested in the results and the wins and the losses on any given particular night than I am as are they playing good How basketball? Looks. Are, yeah. are they getting better week to week, month to month, game to game? They're not. They're, they're just not. You can, you know, like Matthew was saying, that by the time they get to the end, maybe. But I'm telling you, we've played two months of the season. We're nearly at Christmas, and this team is not better than they were two months ago. That's that's the point that I'm making, that don't get so caught up in what was a great moment for Austin Reeves that we lose track of the fact that that was a bad basketball game for most of the night. So we'll throw out that question again, and I know we got a lot of calls lined up here. So the question was, Lakers have won six of their last eight games. They've won three games in a row. Is this something or is it nothing? Let's take another quick call here. David in Orange County. David, appreciate you calling on. You're on with uh, the Travis and the and Sliwa Show. The Travis. Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing so okay, my take man. On this is, Good, uh, David. No, it's not anything. Uh, these are bad opponents, and, yeah, you're right. They were lucky to win. I think that foul on Austin Reeves is not going to be called for two reasons. The refs are not going to bail you out on the last-second shot. You've got to earn it if you're going to win it. And then, number two, he's a rookie. So they'll never call that, that uh, foul on, for a rookie or for a last-second shot. But, you know, uh, AD is not the answer. Did, who was it was saying on your uh, channel that, uh, you know, he's, he ain't doing it. He's not, he's not performing up to supposedly one of the top five players in, in the league. Uh, he's going to always be a complimentary player. Once LeBron retires, he can't lead the Lakers to a title by himself. Mm-hmm. So I think the Lakers got to make some trades at the halfway point and play defense, make some plays instead of always having LeBron bail them out. Um, but I don't see them winning the championship this year. Thank you for calling in, Dave. Appreciate you calling in. Um, so, Trav, I'm going to answer my own question I threw out there. Okay. Do I think six of eight is something and three in a row? I'm going to say I think it's very, very little something. and that's yeah, I agree only And that's only because – they have not had a moment like this this year. So even though I can dissect it and say, well, who'd you beat? What'd it look like? That's fair. We should be doing that. Just the mere fact that yep. they they strung together some wins. I'm with you. Just, I, just the no, mere look. fact that um, – it, and it hasn't looked pretty, and yes, we could complain about it, but they, they could easily they could easily have gone four and four, you know, something along those lines, right? Like that could easily have happened at least, luckily, five and one in overtime. They're kind of winning some of those close games. It's not meaningless, but it's not terribly meaningful. It's 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 better than the alternative, and I think that's about as far as I'll go. That it's better than losing those games, but they haven't played particularly well in most of them. And I didn't think they played well at all last night. Austin Reeves played well. The rest of it, not so great. All right, so 
I'm sure you saw it this morning. Urban Meyer is out in Jacksonville. and Just another example of how important it is to make sure you get that job right, like they have here in L.A., maybe twice. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. I don't think you need to keep it going, Al. I think you've basically, as long as you don't post zeros over the next four weeks, I think you're in pretty good shape. If you can get threes yeah, and fours, you're sure. in pretty good shape. Yeah, I've definitely posted zeros, so <laughs> it, will, it will get interesting. Yeah, but your average is like a three or a four. You've got zeros in nines and tens. <laughs> So I, I like your chances. Uh, that's funny. It's either like it's either I, I go to Vegas and I do nothing, or I just go buck wild. It's like there's no in between. Yeah, you're there's in no the in between. Rain, you're either in the Rain Man suite or you're walking home. <laughs> one one or the other. Those are the the two options. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to as many as you can. Just very quickly, um, Urban Meyer fired this morning by what the. Uh, well, let me let me tell you what happened. I'm yeah, gonna take a deep breath. Fine. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. Urban Meyer signed a five-year contract with Jacksonville, uh, and then all of a sudden, this is what happened. He hires Chris Doyle, his strength coach, and then immediately has to fire him because he's been accused of being a racist at Iowa, and his players said, no, we're not doing that. They brought in Tim Tebow for a tryout to play a position that he had never played in his entire life. Because, Gotta try well, new things. I respect he likes Tim the Tebow. creativity. He breaks the rules and has excessive hitting at practice, fined $100,000. He releases Tim Tebow. He has this ridiculous competition between Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, and a guy that everyone knows is going to be a pretty good player, and Gardner Minshew, who may or may not survive in the NFL. We'll see. There's constant rumors about him going to USC after – Two weeks. He has to apologize for losing. He doesn't fly home with the team after being at the bar with that lady who is not his wife and all of yeah, those things go on. Yep. He kicked Josh Lambeau. He had no idea who was actually on the field for him. When asked about why this guy isn't playing, he goes, well, he was on the field. No, he wasn't. He actually didn't play. He only started using his running back after the quarterback said, you know what, we should probably use this guy. He didn't know he was in the game. He openly said he didn't want to draft the guy they drafted second, that they would have had a different guy, but he just decided he'd say it anyway. They finally fired him yesterday. It was an absolute disaster. And this morning, just watching TV, I heard him call a dirtbag, a fraud, a charlatan, and a bad human being. Well done, Jacksonville. This is the guy that you entrusted with your franchise. And so when you turn on Thursday night football tonight and you see Brandon Staley on the sideline for the Chargers, be thankful, Charger fans, that you got a guy that's functional. When you watch the Rams on Sunday afternoon against the Seahawks at SoFi Stadium and you see Sean McVay, Rams fans, be thankful that they pick somebody that's functional and knows what they're doing because if that piece isn't right and you get something like happened in Jacksonville, good luck. 
Uh, that's a lot right there. And uh, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good resume to not have a job in the NFL. And they weren't winning. A lot of that stuff, too, by the way. Uh, listen, not, I'm not going to say a lot of that stuff. But if he was winning, there's also the, well, they'll find a way to kind of sweep some of that stuff under the rug. Um, he's gone, and I don't think anybody's going to miss him. And, you know, that conversation I think you say about the, the coaches that you have here in L.A., you're right about that. That is something because that's not the conversation on a week-to-week basis. It's about football, and that's what you want it to be. The Chargers are going to play one of the biggest games that they've had in a while against Kansas City tonight. The Rams got one of the biggest wins that they've had all season long against Arizona on Monday, um, and it came down to football. It didn't come down to all the side stories. Coaching matters in football more than any other sport. Ownership matters in every sport. If those two things aren't right or if one of those two things aren't right, you, you virtually have no chance. And that's why you see the Packers and the Steelers and the Patriots and the Ravens. The, the, sure. the Ravens, they're yep. just good every single year. The Dodgers, in bad, the, the Lakers in basketball, they just – if the management functions correctly, you might have a bad season here or there, but you don't have that. You, 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 don't, you don't have something like that, and you don't repeat it over and over and over again. All right, let's go back to the Lakers here real quick, Al. Talking about what we saw last night, uh, to call it a mixed bag, I think is being generous. Austin Reeves was great and had a great moment knocking down that three at the end of the game, but the rest of the way that the Lakers played was deeply, deeply problematic. They just did not look like they had any idea what they were doing in the fourth quarter. Um, let's go to Bradford first. Bradford, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. I got two things. Uh, First is, you know, one lucky shot deserves another. And I feel like for the last half of the game, Dallas was basically making a bunch of contested threes at the end of the shot clock. Um, And, you know, uh, the Lakers couldn't have done anything about that. They were in the player's face. Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, can't do anything about that. But something that I did think, and that's my second point, that the Lakers showed a lot of promise on was, in overtime, they were actually playing really solid defense if it wasn't for a couple of those lucky shots. Avery Bradley, he's been playing really well on defense. One thing I do think, we missed Taylor Horton Tucker. I think he would have shut down Jalen Brunson. He's just too big for him. Um, but otherwise, I think it was a good showing by the Lakers. He's happy for six of eight. And uh, Travis, go Gauchos. <laughs> Thanks, Bradford. Go Gauchos, indeed. Um, look, you're not wrong, Brad, but here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, they played defense pretty well in overtime. Yes, they had a moment where they made some shots. Dallas isn't any good. You had LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis playing 39, 43, and 42 minutes, and you needed Wayne Ellington and Austin Reeves to win the game for you against the Lucas Mavs. I get it. There were some possessions that worked okay. It the whole picture. Take a whole picture of what happened last night. It's not good. It's it's just it's decided that they needed to expend that amount of effort to beat that team and get lucky to do it. That's a problem, Al. Let, let's really squeeze is. in. Let's squeeze in one more quick call. Noah in Studio City. Noah, what's going on, man? Appreciate you calling into the show. Hey guys, I'm sorry I haven't been around. I've had to do that thing, that work, that job thing. It gets in the way of my phone. Gets call. in the way, bro. Gets uh, in the way. You just got to push it to the side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. I just want to hit three quick points, if I may. Travis, you're a thousand percent right. This team is a train wreck right now. Anthony Davis looks like a new Colt who's trying to figure out what legs are. He's stumbling and falling around that court like he like he's Forrest Gump. I can't. I don't. He's throwing up air balls from three. He's bricking free throws. Something is wrong between that guy's ears because I guarantee you he can shoot the ball a little bit better than that during shoot-arounds. So when he's getting in the game, I don't know what pressure he's feeling, man, but he's feeling it. Russell Westbrook, that guy is a disaster. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to overstate it, but no team is ever going to win anything with that guy running the show because no one knows what he's going to do, where he's going to go. He'll do one drive to the lane where it looks great. He gathers, he gets his balance, he makes a layup. The next five are completely out of control. He, he charges, or he, get, he and he, then he throws the ball away. He stumbles it, bumbles it, throws it to a teammate at the last second where they can't possibly do anything. And then the other problem, and I hate to bury the lead, but LeBron James, his shot selection is just terrible, especially at the end of quarters, at the end of games, they're tie games, and LeBron James in the last possession is firing up fadeaway threes. You got him and Anthony Davis, who are supposed to be two of the best post guys on the planet. Hey, no, I'm going to jump just- in here. Let, let me jump in here because we got to go to break here. So, real quick, Trav, on the AD part, mm-hmm. he looks nowhere near he did 14 months ago. He looks lost. On the Russell Westbrook part, um, he's not the lead, so that's the good thing, right, that it's not on his back. No, no, he's supposed to be the third-best player on the team. So when he says there's no way you can win with him as the leader of your team, he's not. that's not his role on this team anyways. And the last part on LeBron, hey, that that's very fair, but I think that's where you go back to the coach's perspective of what are you running at the end of games? And, and I get it. Listen, They're listen, running there, nothing out. But let, let me tell you something. There were times – where at the end of games, Phil Jackson's your head coach. Give Michael Jordan the ball. He does what he does. Here's Kobe Bryant. Give him the ball. He does what he does. I think part of this, you want to see LeBron say, I'm going to try to get to the basket, or I'm going to put some pressure on the defense, or I'm going to try to get to the foul line. He did that He did that against the Pacers where he stepped back, hit those 28-footers against Sabonis, if you remember that, and Lakers sure. won that game. But, I, you know, you and I talked, I talked about Michael in pregame show. If you're the Pacers, you're saying – yeah, we're going to live with that because yep. we'd rather have you 28 feet away from the basket taking a fadeaway than getting to the rim and you know where you're most effective. All right. Hey, did you see? That's coming up next on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But it is Hey Did You See. What do you got for us, Taylor? Hello, guys. Did you see that Canada has had to tap into the reserve maple syrup supply due to a (laughs) national shortage? (laughs) Travis Lee, the question is simple. How important is maple syrup to you? And as a bonus, you only get to pick one. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? So, first of all, I just love that Canada has a maple syrup reserve. Like it's oil or, you know, nuclear material like plutonium or uranium yeah. or something. Yeah. that They have it like secretly hold in the center of a mountain in the it's middle of nowhere. It's very important to them. Okay. Next to their supply of flannel shirts and moose, I guess. I, I don't know what's going on up there that you have to hoard uh, maple syrup, but that's great. Um, maple syrup's fine. I, I like it. It's it's sweet. It's a little, um, not to be obvious, maple-y along the way. But the, the, the pancake waffle or French toast thing is super easy waffle all day long because you got those little pockets to collect all the stuff the butter the fruit the syrup whatever you want to put on there um it's not that it's not that critical to me it's not that important if we run out of maple syrup the world won't end for me i'm not (laughs) using it all the time um i feel like they all have their positions french toast is third on my list i don't really go to french toast very often pancakes for me it's got to be the right time moment i don't know what you get in your pancakes maybe you want some blueberries in there maybe you want some nuts in there banana something along those lines that that definitely uh spices it up a little bit i'm with you on the waffle being kind of the it's easy that's kind of the top of the food chain there well sure it's got the little wells that collect all of the stuff whatever you want to put on there it collects in the well and then it's when you get the right bite, a little it's crunchy right it's, yeah it's I mean, crispy just, fluffy yeah. in the middle I, yeah french toast is it unless it's done with really good bread if it's done with really good bread then french toast can be pretty good pancakes are one of those things that you're hung over and you just need a big stack of carbs yeah. that, that's really four pancakes together and <laughs> By the way, it's funny. You know how people will, you know, stack the pancakes up. Uh-huh. I almost got. Can I move mine one to the side there? I get the right amount of you want uh, one at a time. Yeah, just one at a time. Stack? No, I, I almost don't want it because I I want the uh, the right amount of maple syrup on that one specifically. <laughs> I know the other ones are sitting there too. The one under is not going to have as much as one. I feel like it gets comp. Just I'll go one at a time here. I'm just going to really take them off one at a time. Why they feel like they need to hoard maple syrup, but that's uh, that's just me. The it stack is odd. what makes it a pancake. I it's am kind of with you. It's the layers. It's odd that Slee wants well, to do one at You know what's funny? Even though I do one at a time, I end up cutting it half and like stacking <laughs> one on the other. <laughs> Still doing it. I also what? think that frozen waffles are amazing. I think the frozen waffles are still great, but terrible. frozen French toast and frozen pancakes are no good. So yeah, that's why it's superior. There, there's another question that I have here, too, about why crepes didn't make the list, because those are really good, too. You can fold them into that little triangle shape with all the good stuff inside. Those are those are pretty good, too, Taylor. What's it's too next? bougie. <laughs> They're easy. Same pancake, just less less dough. Oh, some how much money Travis has. Everybody watch out here. Yeah, by using less of something, it means you have more money. That's exactly right. Well, Ooh, no, why don't you just put a stack of cash you know right what? next, you guys to, need to, take a right step next back to your food? Because you obviously, none of you cook. <laughs> I'm the only one in here that actually cooks, so you guys just stay over there and let me handle this. Go ahead. Oh, Taylor. first class. How many times have you been on there? A okay. bunch. Sticking, awesome. sticking with food try. here. 
Did you see that it's National Chocolate Covered Anything Day? Ooh. Now, in some countries like China and Thailand, chocolate covered insects are considered a delicacy. Travis Lee, would you try a chocolate covered insect? I, I would really feel like I, yeah, I don't really feel like I has. I mean, okay, look, yeah. let, let me say this. What kind of insect are we talking about here? Because if it's a cricket, <laughs> if it's a cricket, you know, something like that, I think I've, what are those? You got some of those, uh, I think those are high in protein and they're this, that. I've never had one. But throw some chocolate on that bad boy. Maybe fry it a little what bit. About a Whatever you guys do. However you guys do. Dragonfly is aggressive. That, that those are pretty big. They got I. You know what it is with the dragon. Smaller the better. Hundred percent for, for sure. Like yeah. give me a yeah. give me a cricket. I'm with you, Al. I'd try a chocolate cover. An ant, maybe something small, little bite size. Uh, but if we're dipping things in chocolate, you just got to go with the original, right? Like, is there? It's a strawberry, right? A strawberry dipped in chocolate is really hard to beat. That's just I, I don't need like a I don't need a beetle. I don't need no, I'm not I'm not trying something like that. Tarantula. I need to start small. Start small, work my work my way up. Yeah, no, I, I have you ever had anything like exotic, Al, or at least what we would consider exotic over here? Like any exotic meats or bugs or anything? Okay, so what's exotic? Like, give me an example, because okay, uh, I, here I have an example. Yep. Basically, we're talking about things that aren't uh, chicken, pork, or beef, right? You ever so, gone? You, you ever gone to those places? The, you know, that kind of stuff. You ever gone to those places where it's like a, it's like a jerky store, and they have all these different types of meats that are you know technically jerky? So yeah, you've tried like what are, what are the alligators on there? Yeah, uh, I've had that. Bison. What else is on Snake. there? But Rabbit. bison is bison is fantastic. Rabbit. Like bison's a really really good meat. Like that one, I don't find as as random. But uh, have I had something? I don't know, I'm trying to think here. You ever, you ever to, had a bald eagle or anything like that? <laughs> don't admit to that. Un-American. <laughs> I've not had but a bald little eagle. sautéed bald eagle. It can't you can't beat it. No, the only thing I've even had is you mentioned Al. When I was in New Orleans, they had little alligator bites. They're little fried nuggets. Of, they're like chicken nuggets, only they're alligator. Yep, they they were good. I just I've never had any of the more exotic things than that. That's uh, it's at the top of the list. We'll, we'll bring them in. We'll bring them in. Yeah, we got one more. Hey, did you see this bizarre weather that we've been having here in LA? With rain bringing the LA River to life and Los Angeles temperatures dropping below forty degrees in some areas, I gotta ask: Would you still live in LA if these temperatures were typical, or even worse, if it snowed here? So it's kind of funny, you know. We have like a couple days of cold weather, and everything just changes. Now it's uh, you know, watch out. The LA River has too much water. It's like it's, <laughs> it's under forty degrees. What do we do? But I still live in LA. Um, yeah, I think I would. You know what it comes down to? How close are you to your family? And do you like um, do you like your job? You know, really, it, those are the two most important things. If you can accomplish both of those goals. I'm okay if it's, you know, I've never lived outside of Southern California, so I just might not know what the hell I'm talking about because somebody that lives here from Chicago or they're from Connecticut Iowa, or from Virginia Boston or whatever, right, <laughs> from all these other places. So I don't really truly know what cold weather is, but I think I'd still I'd still be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, home is home. This is home for me. I, I like it here. I've been here most of my life. I have lived other places. This is better. Uh, sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like you're out of here. But it's mostly because it's home. You know, I grew up here. I went to high school here. I went to college here. I've lived here. I've raised my family here. All of those things are why it's home. If those things happened in Minneapolis, I'd probably feel that way about Minneapolis, too. But it is pretty nice. I will say this. When it has been like it was the last few days, cold and, and rainy and overcast, couple of days, perfect. After that, I'm like, I want a refund on my mortgage because the reason my house costs what it costs is because of what's on the sky, not what's in the house. I, th that part 
becomes very, very cost prohibitive very quickly. Yeah, if it's for, if it's months like it is in other places that I've lived, <laughs> right. yeah, you're like mm, maybe six months in the year having to use a nope. pick to get open my door. That's a, that's a no thank you. Don't put your pick away, uh, Emily. You still have your ice scraper that you'll use once every mm, 38 months or so. All right, big Thursday night football coming up for the Chargers. I'm gonna buy chains when I'm on the on the <laughs> on the 110. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm going to be late just, today. Listen, Gotta put the chairs on. It just <laughs> rained. Why are you in the carpool lane with chains on? Well, you just never know. You just never know. Thursday night football, the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chargers <laughs> can either go in the first place or they can be the Chargers. We'll figure out which one it is next on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.